Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we review the 2023 season for the St. Louis Cardinals. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in and hello fantasy baseball fanatics and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast brought to you by Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, you're your number one source for fantasy baseball knowledge and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Matthew Anne, and you can find us on all social media platforms, podcasting apps, and please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple or wherever you may listen. If you're watching on YouTube, hit the bell below and it'll subscribe you to the channel and give you alerts for whenever we post a new episode. Also, please subscribe to us on Subtext for a more in-depth, personalized experience with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball crew here. And guys, as always, we got an exciting one for you. We're going to review the 2023 season of the St. Louis Cardinals. And quite honestly, there's a lot of names on here that are really good and some names that I wanted more. And some names that are really disappointing and some names that probably going to miss. <laughs> um, I'm just here alone today. I got a new schedule for you guys. We're going to rock Tuesday to Saturday and Dom and I are going to end the week with Dolo episodes. So solo. And you know, this is my solo for Friday. Dom will be back on Saturday and tune in. We got, we're going to stick with us all season long. We're going to be reviewing every single team throughout the next month. And then, Hit you with some off-season rankings, all that wonderful stuff. Excuse me. When we go down to three days a week in the coming months. So here we go. Let's talk about Mr. Paul Goldschmidt. How can we not talk about Paul Goldschmidt? Uh, you know, had his ups and downs this season. Had a decent season overall, in my opinion. Uh, you know, some some categories left me desiring. Uh, you know, the team itself left me desired more because I really thought they were going to be so much better than how they finished. Honestly, just a disappointing te- uh, season for the team. 593 at bats for Goldschmidt, 89 runs, 31 doubles, zero triples, 25 bombs, 80 ribs, 11 stolen bases, 87 to 161 strikeouts, and batted, you know, 268 with an 810 OPS. Now, here's the thing Goldschmidt, we all know, is like, you know, Mr. Roll Reliable as well. He had his second lowest batting average of his career since 2011. And the last time he hit below two, gosh, below 290 um, was 2019 at 260. So Goldschmidt has usually been a pillar of fantastic batting average and elite batting average at that. Um, home runs were down this year with 25 to his usual 30 range. Uh, 2020 was the only other exception plus 2015. So, I mean, it was really just a subpar year in those categories, but overall you weren't disappointed with Goldschmidt, maybe for the price that you probably spent on him. I mean, I traded for Goldschmidt. I was able to get him half decently priced going down into the playoffs because, Hey, I needed a first baseman. I couldn't recover from losing Vinny Pasquantino. So Goldschmidt was a nice replacement. Uh, And Honestly, 
again, he didn't have a bad season, was pretty decent during the playoffs. Nothing wonderful, but nothing crazy. I mean, it, it was Paul Goldschmidt, man. I mean, I, I'm not ready to roll him off, but I am a little concerned for next year in terms of, hey, maybe the maybe we're seeing a decline at age 36 season next year. We shall see. Um, I, I can't wait to see him in spring training. It's crazy to already be talking about spring training, but it is what it is. But, I mean, hey, we shall see what happens. Uh, I'm not ready to give up on him yet. Still have him, I think, decently ranked, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see if I have it quick. So I have Paul Goldschmidt at like seven right now, or last year I probably had him in my top four, top three. So, I mean, he's definitely fallen down the ranks as somebody that I, you know, there's other guys that have just been performing better. And you know what? As spring training comes and evolves, it may change my thought process and maybe he bounces back and kind of just goes off. We shall see. But yeah, let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Nolan Arenado. Another guy that just like, hey, I'm not really upset with his play, but I'm not too happy about it either. I thought we got past the down year of 2021 when he first joined the Cardinals. And, you know, we had, you know, somewhat of a disappointing season, in my opinion, just based off as an owner, you know, with the 255 batting average that year in 2021 with, you know, the 34 home runs and the ribbies were there, but the runs were kind of down, which I mean, hey, it is what it is. And the strikeouts were much more frequent. But, I mean, it wasn't an atrocious season. Of course, new year, new team rule. Then he bounced back in 2022 where the batting average came up to 293. You know, did his regular Arenado thing except for the runs being down. And, again, it happened again with the runs at 71. And that's the num- one of the numbers that really concerned me along with the batting average at 266. The home runs were down, too. Honestly, that one also is something that's not attractive to me at 26. He's going to be 33 next year. Now, I don't think he's declining, but who knows what happened there. I'm just really disappointed in overall what his fantasy production was down the stretch. Um, I, I, But I mean, you know, four more home runs and seven more ribs. And, you know, you're pretty happy with it at his overall. And throughout the season, it wasn't like he was completely atrocious, but, you know, left you desiring more, you know. Nolan Arenado is a solid player. He's not going to be really dropped in any of my rankings. Yes, third baseman is improved. Third base is improving at depth. So maybe Nolan Arenado isn't being drafted as high, but hey, that's just based off of young talent moving in. And Nolan, Nolan Arenado is hitting his golden years in baseball, which we'll see what that's going to look like. Uh, I'm, I'm just excited to see what he is. And the upside of this team is if these guys could stay healthy, because they were pretty much injury prone and, in my opinion, poorly ran in certain aspects. feel like that team can get a lot better and put a team behind these two guys and really increase their fantasy value and production and really give these guys a boost because I'd really, really, really love to see, you know, 90 to 100 runs for him. I'd really love to see, you know, the, the, the RBIs, you know, 110 because if this team can get on base, I think it's 100% possible. The batting average, I would love to see climbing back up into the 290s. Um, and quite honestly, even for points leagues and whatnot, I would like to see the batting average, um, the walk to strikeout race ratio be a little bit better. And yeah, I mean, and the home runs, I would like to see the 34 to 35 range. So like 10 more home runs, like that would be nice. And then I could be really happy with Nolan Arenado's, uh, you know, draft price, but Hey, he probably will come at a discount this year and, you know, 
we'll just be okay with it. And we're going to pick Nolan Arenado at a safe place and not have to overpay for a third baseman. Cause Hey, people may be scared that he's on the decline. And we'll talk about that as we get into the season and draft prep and all that wonderful stuff. So with that being said, and before I move on to a really cool youngster that I think is going to have a great sophomore year, a guy that couldn't stay on the field, but when, when was on the field was really good. And another guy that was just hurt. And I feel could, provide a nice season if he could stay on the field as well but before we do i have somebody awesome to talk about the weather is getting cooler and that means it's time to stock up your winter winter closet with winter clothes with ibotta you can cash, get cash back with on winter coats hats gloves scarves and more for the whole family Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items as well from produce personal care pantry goods and so much more. And you'll always be beating inflammation no matter what you're purchasing. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and you'll get cash back. It's that easy. The average Ibotta user earns up to $100 per year. That could be a, that could cover a cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you can use that cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you've been dying to go to, or that fancy dinner you've been craving. Download Ibotta app on uh, and use the code MLB to start earning real cash back and just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use the code MLB. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use the code MLB. All right. And guys, I didn't mention at the top, but I'm going to mention it now if you're still with me. If you want to join the Listener League and you really want to help really support the show, we would really appreciate it if you could just leave us a review. And to get an entry into the Listener League and to for a shot at the entry of the Listener League, take a screenshot of that review and either DM, DM it to us on Twitter or Instagram or shoot us an email at thefantasymds at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have a locked on fantasy baseball one. It's just where we came from and the email that we got. So if you could do one of those three places, Leave us a, a, a great review. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, it really helps support the show, really allows, you know, for us to keep doing this. And I really do enjoy it. And also, you know, really help my wife uh, allow me to keep doing this as well and giving up her time with me at night. So, you know, it would be great, really greatly appreciated. So thank you guys. And, you know, please do us that favor. But anyway, let's get back to the fantasy baseball stuff and all that goodness. So let's talk about Jordan Walker. Probably my favorite player coming into the year this year. I uh, really thought he was going to have a way better year than he had. Um, I feel like there was some garbage going on with the organization. They sent him down. Uh, he, was, he was hitting too many ground balls and his excuse. I think that was just an excuse for some control. Another way to manipulate it, you know. But it is what it is. Once Jordan Walker came back, it took him a little bit to get started. But, you know, it is what it is. It's his first year up. 19 years old when he got the call, 20 years old now. Tw I'm sorry, 20 years old when he got the call, 21 now. The dude is electric. I'm going to read you off his minor league stats after I read off his, um, you know, this year's stats. And the kid is six foot six, 245 pounds. So, like, the sky's the limit in terms of what kind of possibilities could be, right? So, this year uh, in the bigs, he had 420 at bats, he had 51 runs. 19 doubles, two triples, 16 bombs, 51 ribs, seven stolen bases, strikeouts to uh, walks was an ugly ratio, but 
batted 276, so you know that kind of new age baseball batting average guy with an OPS of 787. You know, not crazy low. I mean, not low at all, but not elite. But I like it. And here's where, like, I look at it at, at how valuable this kid really could be. So in 2022, he had a monster season in Double A, like monster. 461 at bats, 100 runs, 31 doubles, three triples, 19 bombs. 68 ribs, 22 stolen bases, 58 walks to 116 strikeouts, batted 306, OPS of 898, nearly 900. Like, the kid has all the upside in the world. At 21 years old, I think his next year could be incredible. I think we're going to see a serious, serious maturity, understanding of what he's going to be facing each day in and out, and there's not going to be any worry in the back of his mind, okay, am I going to be sent down for some control or an option to be, you know, left in there? Jordan Walker is pretty much going to lock in a a roster spot and just play his game. And I think that's going to be very good for the youngster. And I feel he's going to have a really great season in 2024. I can't wait to see where I'm going to rank him. The only thing is he did lose third base eligibility, I believe. So he will only have outfield eligibility, which will kind of change what his value is in terms of drafting, which is also good and bad. Cause I mean, having him at third base was also an awesome cheat code at certain times, especially when you lost certain guys throughout the year, but Jordan Walker is still going to be valuable. I see him being like a top 30 to 40 outfielder and somebody that's going to be very valuable for your fantasy team. Jordan Walker is absolutely electric and an absolute game changer for this franchise and the future of this franchise. I might add. So I'm really excited to see what his future holds. Uh, but let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Lars Newpar. Uh, the new, the bar is somebody that I was really excited to see what he was going to do this year. Uh, he just didn't and couldn't stay on the field. And I really don't want to say he's a flanges dude, but you know, he just really couldn't stay on the field. But overall, we'll talk about his numbers. The six foot three, 210 pound outfielder. You know, had 426 at-bats this year, had 74 runs, had 23 doubles, a triple, 14 bombs, 46 ribs, 11 stolen bases, and batted 261 with an OPS of 784. Now, I look at him, and I look at his last year's stats versus this year, and I expect a lot more. But again, he couldn't stay healthy, couldn't get in the rhythm of things, right? Last year was really interesting. You know, really his first real crack at it, 290 at-bats. 53 runs, 16 doubles, three triples, 14 bombs, 40 ribs, four stolen bases, and batted 228. And the walk to strikeout ratio was interesting because it was 51 walks to 71 strikeouts, which means the plate discipline was there. He was just, it sounds like he was just really air balls or ground balling out. And, you know, he was able to somewhat correct it at a 261 batting average to strikeout to walk ratio was good this year, 72 to 99. So, he has good plate discipline, in my opinion. I just think a few things got to come together, and Newpar can be pretty pretty valuable for fantasy, too. It's going to be exciting. I think that, personally, he has a lot of a lot of upside in the home run category. The kid has power. 14 home runs and 290 at-bats, and he had 426 at-bats this year with being hurt, and he had 14 home runs. Now, he puts a full season together, and you put this pace together, probably finish with like 25 home runs, but I think he's got 30 in him. I really do. And I think he's probably got like a 20 stolen base upside as well. Now it may be a little bullish of me, maybe a little hyperbolic, but I mean, we'll see, 
But I think Newt Bar has a lot of upside just around it, and he could be somebody that could be a nice little, you know, post-hype sleeper for next year that we're all going to be talking about, and it's going to be exciting. So let's see what happens with Lars, and let's see, you know, where he's going to finish and how he looks in spring training because, quite honestly, it's going to be really fun trying to figure out where he's going to fit into my lineup and my rankings and to see where ADP kind of treats him and how everybody else is drafting to then to see if he's going to be a value or somebody that's overpriced and somebody that I don't want to touch. So, you know, the future is going to be very fun, and I'm very excited to talk about it. But let's move on again, and let's talk about Mr. Nolan Gorman, somebody I actually had ranked pretty outrageously last year, and I think it was rightfully so. When he was healthy, before he went down with the injury, he had a great, great first half, in all honesty. I was really excited. I was like, ooh, I hit. I was like, I hit. But, you know, I got talked to talk, putting him down. You know, we weren't sure if he was going to play every day. He was getting the playing time. He was doing his thing. And, you know, it was very, very impressive. And I was like, man, I love this kid and what he was doing. Now, he got hurt. He was dealing with a lot of garbage. And, you know, it is what it is. This These things happen, right? In April, he was batting about 267. He had six bombs through that month, 22 ribs, two stolen bases. Uh, you know, little under 50% walk to strikeout ratio. And, you know, seven runs in that time through 90 at bats. It's really nice numbers. And then in May, he, he carried it on, right? So he had 15 runs through 83 at bats. He had five doubles, seven bombs, 19 ribs, two stolen bases, batting 277 with an OPS of 955. Solid numbers. Then he got hurt, and he also really didn't, you know, play well in June. Like, guys slump, like it is what it is. 70 at-bats, seven runs, you know, two bombs, six ribs, batted 143. Came back from that a little bit. Boom, you know, short stint. Kind of kind of bounced back. Another seven home runs in that month, which was phenomenal. 18 ribs, 16 runs, batted 263. August. It's hurt again, 55 at-bats, maybe 47 at-bats. Had two home runs, three ribs. You know, really didn't get, get much going with a 192 batting average. And then in September, you know, 250 batting average, you know, three home runs, eight ribs, a stolen base, you know, nine runs. Like, nothing terrible. You know, kind of getting back in the swing of things. But, you know, how much could you do when you really only had 100 at-bats between two two months and – you know, the other months you were getting close to, you know, 80 to 100 at bats. So it's one of those things where I feel like if he would have got gotten, not gotten hurt and was able to stay streaky, like he would have had a much better year. I mean, Gorman had a fantastic year in terms of total numbers. And, you know, honestly, just if you look and you analyze exactly what was going on between injury and whatnot, it, it really doesn't affect how you look at his overall outlook of his stats because i mean his year stats are not great like a 236 batting average but those two months mutilated it but 27 home runs 76 ribs 59 runs which that team just didn't get people that left people on base so it was just ugly but also two seven stolen bases like i feel like he could have done a lot more if he played a full season he's going to be somebody that i'm really going to be targeting next year i'm really excited to see what gorman's going to do i think the second baseman is going to be very valuable next year I love Nolan Gorman, and quite honestly, you're going to love him too next year, especially if he picks up where he left off from the beginning of the season. And before we talk about a catcher, probably one of the most disappointing players that we're going to be talking about for the next week. And a bunch of arms, 
and a guy that also disappointed this year, but then had a nice ending to the season. I have one last sponsor to talk about. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off the NFL Sunday ticket brought to you by YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from point spread to player props and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season right with the offers you don't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, we got a little bit of time left. I'm gonna, I got a whole bunch of names to talk about and guys that you're gonna want to hear about and what kind of outlook they had this season and what kind of outlook are they gonna have possibly next year, if at all. But let's move on. Let's talk about Mr. Wilson Contreras, somebody I honestly thought was gonna have, you know, kind of a rock star year, but I also really just thought he was gonna have a rock star. That whole team was gonna have a rock star year. So they just, Really were disappointing, and it's just like, I guess, the theme of this podcast when reviewing them. Um, Here we go. 428 at-bats, 55 runs, 27 doubles, 20 bombs, 67 ribs, 6 stolen bases, 51 to 111 strikeouts, batted 264 with an OPS of 826. Now, you know what? I honestly thought this kid was just going to be much better now leaving the Cubs and joining this team that I felt felt was much better. I thought we were going to see more of the 2019 kind of Contreras where, you know, that elite batting at, well, not elite, but good batting average of 272, you know, the runs and ribbies I felt like would have been more productive on a better team versus, you know, that team, the Chicago Cubs at the time. So, you know, I really just had higher expectations for Wilson Contreras, you know, the, Home runs, you know, kind of where I thought maybe five more would have been nice, like back to that 24 to 25 range. I feel like he would have had a lot more ribbies and runs just based off of the people that were on that team from Goldie to Arenado to Jordan Walker and Newport and Gorman. You know, it just didn't happen. These guys didn't mesh. If you notice the theme about this team, nobody really had crazy run numbers. And Wilson Contreras is no different than the rest of his team in that aspect. So I'm just like, Ah, I just was left holding the bag and wishing there was more because where I was drafting was like a top five catcher last year. But I mean, it's not like you had to pay high amounts for anybody past like the top two. But still, I mean, usually like I treat, you know, catcher how I treat like quarterback when I do fantasy football, late round quarterback, late round catcher, especially in one catcher leagues. In two catcher leagues, that kind of changes a little bit. You know, you kind of go go a little bit worse. But in two catcher leagues, you're not mad at this production, but you know, it may have been this year worth paying up for, you know, other guys other than JT Real Muto, who was just an absolute bust this year. But anyway, Wilson Contreras just was hoping for more out of him and just didn't get it. So it just it is what it is. But let's move on to Tommy Edmonds, probably one of the biggest disappointments, period. Uh, he was just an outright bust. It's just really ugly this year. Because you know what? You kind of just knew who he was, right? You kind of just figured, okay, he's going to get you 260 range batting average. He's going to get you, you know, his typical home run numbers, his typical 
you know, run numbers. And he's going to get you some doubles and triples and chip in a couple home runs and have, you know, a decent outputting. But that just really didn't happen this year. I mean, batting average was down from 265 last year, 248. You know, stolen bases was down about five. That's not atrocious, but still, you know, you'd hope for at least to be in the 30s, especially for the price you probably paid. 10 less ribbies on a guy that from a guy that didn't really get ribbies to begin with because last year was 57, now down at 47. 13 home runs, that stayed even. That And you're pretty happy with that because those are his career high numbers for home runs. You know, four triples, nice. You know, six less uh, doubles. You know, that is what it is. But here's the big, big difference. 95 runs last year to 69. Like, that's down. But the team was down as a whole. And that's something that is not really controllable entirely. But I feel like if his batting average was better, he probably would have had more opportunities to get the run scored in, which to be honest, could have helped the Cardinals at whole get more runs, uh, get more ribbies and whatnot. And Edmonds could have been, you know, back at his elite number for runs. So, you know, we all kind of knew what he was. You didn't play, pay a premium, but, you know, if you missed out and you were able to get Edmonds for your second base and you missed out on t- some of the better performers, you know, you weren't mad going coming out of the draft, but after the draft, you're like, man, this is rough. And it, it really was. I mean, he just underperformed. It was kind of disappointing. And it just it, it just left you wanting more. I feel like this this team just left me wanting more. It's just, uh, but it is what it is. All right, let's talk about Mr. Miles Michaelis. Um, you know, somebody I really didn't follow this year. I didn't have in a lot of leagues. You know, he just aged 35 season, an older dude. You know, it is what it is with him. But you know, overall, just wasn't a really wonderful year with a 478 ERA, 201 innings. He had 137 strikeouts, but that's his thing. He's never been like a you know, uh, you know, a K per nine guy. He's an inning eater. Like he does, he does get the innings going, but you know, never a K per nine. And the WHIP was a one three, which you know, a point higher than it normally is. Last year was kind of an exception. And his FIP usually, like you know, the FIP is. Uh, predictive fielding and a pitching and a pitching stats with an average defense behind you it was a 427, 478. So he probably could have done a little bit better, but it wasn't like it was he was well underperforming and it was in the threes. Like he kind of just is what it is for fantasy next year. You know, I, I just he's not really to somebody that's relevant to me. You know, if I'm in like a 14 man, 15 man deep leagues like that, where like you know pitching is limit is kind of limited in those options. Cause it all just goes fast. Like my old Michaelis is somebody I'll probably target as kind of like somebody, you just know what you're going to get and you just play the matchup, uh, you know, but you know, in terms of like 12 man, 10 man, you know, you don't, you're not even looking at him. He's not even on your board. You know, he's somebody that you're going to stream and add, you know, he's probably going to be somebody that's probably like 20% owned by the, by the time draft season's over. Like my old Michaelis isn't somebody everybody's drafting or even coming close to. He's not really fantasy relevant in a lot of opinions. In my opinion. So, you know, I just wanted to bring him up because he was on the team and somebody else to review. Um, but yeah, let's move on to Adam Wainwright. Shout out to you, man. Um, I believe you're retiring this year. Great career. You know, had a couple good starts this year. Uh, you know, congratulations. Very great season. I mean, very great career. Um, <laughs> funny enough, my first year of baseball, he was my ace for one of my fantasy teams for a long time. And um, you know, Wainwright got got me some chips. So, you know, thank you, Wainwright. Thank you for all you've done. Uh, you know, good for you being able to retire, man. You know, real awesome. 
But yeah, let's talk about Mr. Ryan Helsley. Ryan Helsley was somebody that was, you know, drafted pretty high. Somebody that I thought was going to be the, you know, relief pitcher one this year. Like I said, I had high hopes for this team. I figured, you know, he'd be the one that would be the most beneficial from, you know, being the closer for this team. And unfortunately, it really wasn't. He also got hurt, missed a good chunk of time as well. So, you know, it is what it is on that front. Like, you know, there's nothing you can do. Maybe the injury was playing a part into his poor season. But Ryan Helsley did not have a good start. When he came back the last month, he was actually really good. Like, he really did his thing. Uh, you know, he, he really performed and came up clutch. Almost lost me the uh, yeah, the semis in a few leagues. Some, somehow, someway, I ended up going against him, and I missed out on him because I was not stashing him, unfortunately, like a like a not-so-smart person. But he, his ownership jumped up real quick, and... The last month was really impressive. 10 innings, 7 saves over the last month. 18 Ks, a sub-1 ERA at a .84, and a sub-1 whip at .94. That, the numbers I thought he was going to have all year was those elite numbers where we were going to see a lot more than that. Then his 2.45 ERA and the 14 saves. So, I mean, you look at his overall number, you're like, Matt, what are you talking about, right? Like, the, the ERA is nice. The K per nine is nice. Don't get me wrong. But the save number is the number that's really standing out. I feel like he probably would have had a nicer season if I would have thought he would have had about double of the saves he had and gotten to the 30 range, 35 range, where I really thought he was going to sit. Ryan Helsley overall was just a disappointing pick just based off of the saves. So Ryan Helsley is somebody that, you know, I think I'm going to give a second chance to somebody that's probably going to come in a value next year. And if this team takes a step forward this year and builds with this young talent, they can be very, very good. And Ryan Helsley's value can shoot through the moon. And I think I just was a year too early on Ryan Helsley for this year. So 100% don't discount Ryan Helsley going into next year. Let's see what he's doing and going into spring training and what he's going to look like. And just really see what's going on with him. But I, I honestly think he's going to be somebody else still drafting as some uh, a relief pitcher that I can choose uh, trust to go out and get me saves next year. Guys, and with that being said, I want to thank you all for, you know, making us your first listen each and every day and tuning in with us. And please stay tuned throughout the offseason so we can keep you on the roll and keep those names fresh in your head for next year. And with that being said, guys, have a great day and enjoy the playoffs.